Okay, guys, it's a big one today on your faves faves because we're talking to one of my faves, Leslie Odom Jr. I don't know if you guys know this about me, but I have listened to the Hamilton soundtrack, I don't know, 10,000 times maybe. So when my producer told me that Leslie Odom Jr. agreed to be on the show, I basically peed my pants and the entire episode I had to stop myself from trying to sing to him, which would have been really embarrassing for us both. But don't worry, because he totally sang to me and to you. In today's episode, we're doing Leslie's top five, top five favorite Christmas songs, which I feel like you guys are totally going to enjoy because like I said, at some point he just starts singing and he like looks into your eyes and you fall a little bit in love. And if you fall a little bit in love in today's episode, be sure and take a screenshot of me and Leslie and tag us on Instagram so we can hear what you thought. This is my conversation with Leslie Odom Jr. Hi, I'm Rachel Hollis, and this is your Faves Faves. What is your category? They never tell me the category that someone has chosen, and I'm excited to find out. I am going to do top five Christmas songs. Okay, good. I was actually hoping you were going to do this because I feel like Christmas songs is very, it's very particular to who is choosing because some Christmas songs hype you up. Some are a little bit depressing. Yes. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And you know all about this because you have just recorded or you've just come out with your second Christmas album. Is that right? So I am one of the foremost experts on how to make you feel like it's Christmas. Okay. Great. Yeah. Wait, first I got to ask, is this in like ascending order? So are we going from like least favorite to most favorite? Yes, I'm going Great. five. And listen, it's yes, five to one. And these are my top five. So like number okay. five is barely a least favorite. It's like, you know. Uh, so All right. classic as far as I'm concerned. A hit. My fifth favorite Christmas song has got to be Last Christmas gave you my heart, but the very next day you gave it away. Come on. I mean, I wish that I could sing at all so we could have just had a duet. That's a solid choice. And not at all where I thought you were going. Oh my God. He said this year... To save me from tears, I'll give it to someone special. I love that. I love the passive aggressiveness. I love, <laughs> you know, listen, you know, you know how I'm going to save myself some pain? I'm going to give it to someone special. That means you are not special. Yes. You know what I mean? It means I made a horrible mistake trusting you with my heart. I'm going to, so I love, I love the subtle shade. I love the memorable melody. It's George Michael. And we covered, we covered it on this, on my, my latest Christmas album called The Christmas Album. It is track two on the album uh, because I love it so much. So uh, on a side note here, have you seen, I think, oh, I'm going to say, I don't remember what streaming service it's on. It's either Netflix or HBO. I can't remember which one. Sorry. It's called Last Christmas. It's a movie based on that song. I have never seen it, no. Okay. Let me just walk you through this for one moment. Okay, go. Um, if you are listening to this podcast and you are wanting to watch this movie, I'm going to spoiler alert that, like, there's a spoiler that I'm about to reveal, okay? 
So first of all, the movie is written by Emma Thompson. Emma Thompson. Right. Like amazing. So good. She wrote a part for herself in it. It's so well done. So that's number one. Already great. Number two, it stars. I can't remember her name, but she plays Khaleesi in Game of Thrones. Her name is, yes, I know you said it. Is Blonde Girl. That's not her name, but that girl. And also the really hot guy from Crazy Rich Asians. Also don't know his name. Brunette guy. Yes. Yes. Great. Those are the stars of our movie. I'm just setting the tone for you. And I watched it because I thought I was getting into a rom-com. I thought this is a holiday movie. I kept suggesting it to me and I was ready to go. Is it okay with you, Leslie, if I spoil the end of this movie for you? Please do. I promise. Okay. (laughs) You're not in danger of me probably picking up to watch this movie. Great. The last Christmas, I gave you my heart. Okay. So the whole thing is leading up. This girl has problems. Oh, no. It's like a heart surgery. No. So she's recovering from heart surgery and she's falling in love with this guy and is like a little bit weird and he won't kiss her and you're sort of like trying to figure out. And then at the end, you realize he is the ghost of the man whose heart she got a transplant from. And you cry your eyeballs out when you realize that she is still alone at Christmas. Well, now I'm watching it. It's really good, actually. Um, But since you said that as your first song, I got to tell you that it's a new movie it might be worth your time if you need to cry. And sometimes we all do. Or or laugh. But Emma Thompson is the real deal. And I agreed. I, I kind of actually I, that, that I'm intrigued. All right. Okay. Check it out. Number four. Okay. Oh, I'm cheating because number four and it's Christmas. So give me this gift at Christmas. The entire album of Charlie Brown Christmas. Vince Guaraldi, that whole that whole record is number four. I tell you it because for me, it we play it on loop around our house and and the holidays. And like there's there's almost nothing that makes me like that instantly triggers any kind of positive feelings that I have about the holidays more than that album. That whole album, man. Christmas time is here, old Tannenbaum skating. And Christmas time is here. I like the purity and the goodness and Vince Guaraldi. That is really exceptional nostalgia. Because I feel like all of us, when we hear that music, we are taken back to whatever age that movie first made an impression on our lives. Yeah. All right. Is in are any of those songs on your album? None of those. I haven't had the courage to take on those songs yet. Okay. Uh, Okay, number three. This is going to get me canceled, and I'm willing to risk it. It's going to get me canceled. All right. And nice knowing you. Thanks for having me. This is our last Christmas. Okay. Baby, it's cold outside. The one exception. The one exception to all of the... I I really understand why... It is, you know, worth abhorring the tune. And she says no many times. And he's talking about what he put in the drink. I get it. But it is my number three. The one exception is the Ray Charles and Betty Carter version of that tune. For me, it is 
it is as good as it gets. It is one of my favorite duets of all time because of the the smoky sort of saltiness of his voice and that sweet, feminine, beautiful tone in Betty Carter's voice. And look, they're not here anymore. And so if I want to hear Betty Carter and Ray Charles sing together, which I want to hear every day of my life, certainly around the Christmas you know, season, I'm not giving up my baby, it's cold outside. Not that version, cancel me if you will. No, here's the thing. I am feminist yeah. and I love that song. Damn, it's good. I love that song. And honestly, I didn't, like most people, I don't think I really thought about what they were saying until it was pointed out to me. And I'm like, oh, that does feel creepy. But it is this iconic thing that has been a part of every, and it's been covered in so many different ways by so many different people. I will, maybe others will cancel you for that. I will not. I I understand. I understand. You're going to join me on cancel. I yes. both yeah. out. Of We're yeah. both on. Right. Great. Okay. So number two, maybe this will bring us back. Number two is have yourself a merry little Christmas. By who? Well, I mean, the, the one that is sort of, you know, most famous to me is the Judy Garland version. It's just perfect. But I've sung that song for years and years. And it, it the, the meaning of it has, as songs and great poems and great art will do, you know, the more life you live, the more you understand a song like that. As people have left me, as, as you know, I've lost people that are close to me, you know, um, here we are as in olden days, happy golden days of yore. Faithful friends who are dear to us, gather near to us once more. Through the years, we all will be together. If the fates allow, hang a shining star. But they are, purists prefer the, until then we'll have to muddle through somehow even sadder but yeah it's just it's like the you know the sentiment is just perfect it's just like let's have the best christmas we that is available to us right now let's have a merry little christmas right now we don't know what the future holds and like we you know it's it's already sad because we've lost people already you know we celebrate this christmas and we lost, I don't want to say, but you know, it's just, it's um, such a beautiful sentiment. Well, you know, it's so interesting. I never thought about this before, but I, something that I love and think is so beautiful about humans is that we have this capacity to hold both joy and pain simultaneously. And I've never really thought of it through the lens of Christmas time, but I don't know that I've, in my adult life and even in my teenage years that I ever celebrated a Christmas that wasn't on some level bittersweet. And I assume that that's true for most people that you, it's like this, there's so much joy and there's so much tradition and there's so much goodness wrapped in this, but then it's impossible to be in those moments as a family and not think about who's missing. Yeah. Even if they lived a beautiful life, even, you know, like my grandpa and he passed on and, you know, he was uh, lived a great life. You're still like, oh, grandpa would have been sitting right right there in that chair. And he would have been, you know, teasing this person and he would have been eating that fruitcake and he would have been doing those things. And there are so many songs 
traditional Christmas songs, like I'll be home for Christmas or, you know, there's so many songs that are beautiful and hard. Yeah. And I never really thought about that before, that there's something about the holidays that we hold space for both. That's true. That's true. You named it. I'll be home for Christmas is another gorgeous one. Um, and there's something to even, even parents, as we watch our kids, you know, there isn't there, there's something every year as it becomes like a little less important to them, a little, a little less cool. You know, I'm sure there's like, I still have a little one, but I, I imagine there's something kind of bittersweet about that too. Of course you want your kids up and on their way, you know, the little bunny slippers and seeing their faces when they, when they wake up each year and every year, you know, they're just, they're a little older and you're, anyway, look, we're going to cry. Let's not cry. Let's (laughs) for right. Right. I'm hoping that number one is Little Drummer Boy by uh, uh, Justin Bieber. I hope that's where we're going right now. We'll sort of bring it back, bring the energy back. I forgot about that one. Oh, doggone it. Oh, can I make a change? Number one, I think, is the gold standard. The gold standard. I don't know if anybody's going to do any better than the Christmas song. Nat King Cole's version of the Christmas song. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Jack Frost nipping at your nose. Yuletide carols being sung by a choir and folks. Yeah, come on. I'm trying to stay present in my body right now. I'm trying to just be present in the fact that I'm sitting on a Zoom call and you're singing me Christmas songs. And my heart doesn't know what to do with this. I'm like, just be here. Absorb this. This is very special. Oh, my gosh. Are we not even going to bring Mariah into this list? I know we're going traditional, but I thought if we started with George Michael, she'd get her moment. Listen, you you have made it tough. You made it the top five. The good right. part it is, the good news is... We don't have to choose, actually. Christmas is, it's all season long. We have all this great music and we don't have to just listen to our top five songs. Those are my top five. Yes. Uh, Mariah, she she just missed it. She might've been number six. But yeah. So what else is on the album besides the ones that you told us about? Oh, uh, this one. So I have two original songs on this album. Uh, Oh, cool. This album, I didn't. I didn't even attempt to write original Christmas songs. This one, after having recorded Mr. and writing 12 songs for that song, I was like, maybe I can write two or three songs. And and two made the cut. We opened the album with a song called Snow that I love. And we closed the album with a song that is very dear to me. It's called Heaven and Earth. And it's about having having been in the delivery room for the birth of my daughter and witnessing a miracle this close. You know, being that close to a miracle and the courage that my wife showed and the strength. There is no equivalent for men. We have no equivalent (laughs) to childbirth in our life. We don't have to face our own death to deliver, you know, to welcome life into the world. My wife faced her death. She looked at Mm -hmm. us quite literally in in the calmest and most serious moment. Um, I'll share it. I don't think she would mind me sharing it. She looked at at the doctor at one point, and she said, am I going to die? It was so funny and cute because she wasn't going to, some women do, like the, the reality yeah. is some women do die. My wife was not anywhere near close to dying, but that was the pain. So we laugh about it now. Like that she was like, 
this feels awful. But she was so calm, you know, she's going to die. Just tell me. I just want to know. Yeah, I just want to prepare myself. Am I dying? (laughs) I was just struck by when we were writing the songs for this record, uh, we watched that. I, I had an idea that I wanted to write a song about that because it was the holiest moment of my life, you know, and just thinking about that that connects us fathers in some way to the manger, to Joseph. You know, that Joseph Joseph must have felt as humble as I did, that he that he too had to be there and, and rub Mary's head and and tell her that he loved her and and just kind of bear witness to this miracle. So heaven and earth is about that. It's about the craft of the father, the grace of witnessing a miracle. What's so interesting about this is my sons, I gave birth to and my daughter is adopted. Okay. And I, uh, you know, obviously was present for the delivery of my sons. But with my daughter, I was in the room. I held her mom's leg as she pushed her into the world. And it is a completely different experience. It is completely different to be the one doing it. And it feels like, I I don't know if this sounds weird, but it feels like more of a miracle to watch someone else do it. Because when it's you, you're so, it's, there's so much pain. You're like, I don't know what's happening. I, did I just poop on this table? I don't even know what's going on right now. But to watch her, like her mom push her out and I cut her umbilical cord. And like it just, it is, it is one of the, it truly is a miracle. And it's something, there's nothing else like it in the entire world. It is like we were talking in the other podcast about sacred space. That yeah. is a sacred space. It's an incredible thing. So I can't wait to hear. What are, um, what are some of the other ones that are not original that you're covering on this? Last Christmas. Love that one. I do Little Drummer Boy. Do um, you? I do with a with a choir with a youth choir from South Africa. We do Little Drum Boy. And we did it remotely. They they just really delivered something so beautiful. I do Oh Holy Night. We do Old Line. We do my wife and I actually did a a duet of a a, a hymn in Hebrew for Hanukkah for the we're you know expanding that table. It's not just Christmas that we celebrate right. in the country. So we do a song called Maotzer. Uh, in Hebrew, and it's uh, it's yeah, one of my favorites too on the record. As we sort of uh, we're we're recording this in November, we're getting into the end of this year, and it has been a year for the record books, right? What is your intention as you end this year, sort of close the chapter on what twenty twenty was, and what is it that you hope to bring with you into the next chapter of this life? Well, this year has been extraordinarily difficult. And on some level, the last, you know, it's been a, an unbelievable four years. So many norms fraying, you know, American norms fraying, that fought for things that we fought for, um, a certain level of decency and respect that people died for. You know, fraying. So it's been it's been a challenging four years that we are coming to the end of, coming to the end of a chapter. But you know, I I'm gonna get political again. Forgive me, but you know, there's that there was that poll that 
polled people, asked them, are their lives better than they were four years ago or eight years ago? And mine is because I believe in God's capacity to bless me anyway. I believe in God's capacity to bless me in spite of that I can go deeper, that we can be stronger, that we, I mean, look, you earlier, we were talking about me too. Some part of that, Rachel, was in response to the injustice and the ugliness that we were witnessing from the highest office in the land. Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. There's some part of that that we said, we can't get, we can't really deal with that right now. What can we deal with? And so I just think that there are, in spite of, how challenging it's been. There has been, there has been beauty and we have risen above and we, and we are better. We are better because of the adversity. So I am <laughs> happily leaving 2020 in a strange way. Like, I don't know, I don't say better off than I was at the top of the year because it's just been a uh, an awful year, but, but probably better than I would have thought. I, I would have been, right? And then going into 21, as we, you know, I'm getting ready for the birth of a little boy, my first. My Are first. you? Oh, when is she due? Uh, she's due, Nicolette is due in March. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, not too long after the first year. Wait, when is your daughter? Are their birthdays pretty close? My, my daughter's April. Oh, okay. Okay. So, I'm just going to continue to meditate on the responsibility of being a dad there was a part of me that really had to deal with and, and understand what it meant to be the father of, of a young black boy, of, of raising a black boy in this, in this country, a young man, you know? So I'm just gonna continue my work there, my meditation on that and my, my prayer for him and his sister uh, and, and, and their generation, you know, their generation, their, their consciousness of their generation and uh, yeah, on, on hope. So I, I'm going into 2021 hopeful and very excited about what's to come. I love that. And I think that's all any of us can be as we step into this new year. I do think that it's possible. I mean, I know that it's sort of this thing that we hesitate to say, but I do think that we, we are either coming out of this year better or worse than we went in. There is no in-between. And if you're going to have to walk through hell, you better come out the other side of it with more empathy, with more knowledge, with more heart, with more um, reverence, I hope. So I have truly been blessed by getting to hang out with you today. So um, I'm so grateful for the time and I'm so grateful for the energy and the wisdom and the songs, which I'm just going to go scream about as soon as we get out of here. <laughs> I hope that someday when the world is whatever normal looks like again, we get to meet in real life. But I'm really grateful for the time today, Leslie. would love that. Thanks so much, Rachel. Thank you. Have a good day. Your Faves Faves is hosted by me, Rachel Hollis. The show is produced by Chelsea Harfouche and edited by Andrew Weller with production support from Sterling Coates. Cameron Berkman is our executive producer. Your Faves Faves is a 3% chance production. Mm -hmm.